Hello, this is a new podcast. We are very creatively calling it as podcast Kokyanandu for now uh, because we cannot come up with a better name. Um, we will start off with some introductions. There's two of us. So I'll let my co-host go first. Namaste. Hello. Hi. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I could not resist not introducing myself with that iconic tagline. So I'm S and you are Rids. And we are hosting this podcast where we are going to be talking about everything of IPK, which is Ispiyako Kya Nandu, an Indian television show that aired in Star Plus from 2011 to 2012. Yep. And um, as I said, my name is Reds. I have been long time in your forums member. I watched the show while it was still on air. Unfortunately, my starting point for that first watch was not great. We'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I uh, wrote a lot of fan fiction, um, probably spent too much time on the forum and talking about the show and writing about the show. If my undergrad grades were any indicators, but I managed to pass as um, I'm sure we'll introduce more about ourselves as we go along. But for now, uh, my India forums ID is Blue Mystique. Um, and I write under the same name. So yeah, if we have met before, hi. If we haven't met before, hi. You'll get to know my craziness soon enough. Um, and somehow I met another person equally as crazy and we decided we wanted to do this nine years after the show had aired. It's craziness, Kokyanamdu is probably the accurate title, but we'll go with what we had first. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, we're just like discussing this nine years after the show, Kyuki. That is so classic me because when IPK released, I was a kid and I'm like, I'm not interested in two handsome people staring at each other forever and ever and ever. And I was a complete fangirl of uh, Ridzi because she wrote some amazing <laughs> fix. She doesn't believe this. She has a manufacturing defect as Kushi lovingly terms it, Takniki Kharabi. So she, so I was a huge fan of, I still am actually a huge fan of her writing. It was only before she met me. She met me and then she was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do anything with her. <laughs> Shut up. No, I am still a big fan of, of the way uh, Rids writes and some wonderful Anon writes me a message of, have you uh, seen Rids, Mis- I mean, Blue Mystica OS? I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, obviously, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And then next thing I don't know, Rid sends me a message. Hey, I'm here. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. So I have been a fan of Rid's works for like six years. So you can understand the shock I got when Rid's message me and she's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, oh my God, I am losing my shit. So that's... um. Thanks to that one Anon, which is very funny because in all in the context of all of this, I consider myself to be cushy, not at all for the reason that Arnav, some Arnav Singh Raisa would step into my life, but for all the Pagal Panti that you all will notice in the future. And Rids is very much Lavanya because, I mean, hot person, great makeup skills, will probably end up with NK. So that's Rids for you. So if you remember the show, if not, what are you doing here? Kushi uh, and Lavanya, like, you know, they become friends because of Lakshmi, the goat that Lavanya calls as mutton. And the most hilarious part of all of this is that the Anon who Milagi is Jodi of this friendship calls herself as mutton. So, Devi Maya coincidences. Uh, yep. So, <clears throat> everything she just said is a lie. <laughs> no. I'm okay at makeup. I'm not that hot. And what else? I do want to end up with NK. That part's true. Because uh, as you will notice as we go along, if I was cushy in this situation, Arna would not have made it out of Lucknow alive. So I think for everyone's sake, um, it's better that I be paired up with NK and not Arna. All right, now that that's done, uh, I'm going to get a bit into the structure of the podcast. Both of us are big planners, so we kind of planned out how we want this to go. But having said that, if there's tweaks, it's just the two of us. So we're going to make it up as we go along anyway. But for now, the plan is to do an episode per track. Um, when we say track, we don't necessarily mean like a set number of episodes or anything like that. But 
just in terms of like overarching themes, whatever we would consider our track to be, we would cover that in each episode. But we might have one-off episodes uh, depending on, you know, any requests that might come our way, please do send them. Or, you know, if we think that we wanted to get um, delve into like a specific character or something like that, we might do one-off episodes for that. All right, having said that, we are going to uh, actually deviate a little bit um, for our next topic. We thought it would be nice to know how both of us started watching the show because we have very different, I think, experiences, but pretty similar as well, uh, strangely enough. So we thought it would be nice to get to know that. I would love to know how all of you got to watching the show as well. But I'll let us speak to her experience first, and then I'll, I'll talk about mine. All right. So when IPK came up, as I said, I was a little butchy. And I saw that, and I'm like, okay, these are two very good-looking people, but I don't understand why they're staring at each other. They're not interested. And then flash forward, I'm in college, and I was like, uh... But I was kind of in college and I wanted to see something. I had seen some snippets. I had seen some snippets of uh, the Mehendi kiss and everything. I saw the promo and I was like, okay, let me see this. I'm a little bit aversive to romantic shows on Indian television for how awkward they can get. And you like IPK nine years later. Correction. I like IPK three, three, two, three years later, three, four somewhere in between so yeah so that I'm like okay let me go and give this a full-on try like the full show a try in college and then the iconic episode happened the red sari photo shoot I will probably discuss this way in detail later but it's like yeah uh, there's this one palat that uh, Barun aka Arnav Singh Raizada does when he walks away and that was so powerful. I'm like, wait a second. First of all, I lasted a two and a half minute of Rabave and I did not get awkwarded out. And second, when he gives her the palette, I'm like, okay, I'm deep into the show and I am buried and there is no way for me to escape this madness. So basically, in short, I watched it in college and I haven't stopped watching since. Tum batao. Right. Um, I would also like to add when S told me this story the first time, she said he turned and she fell out of a chair, um, which I did not want to be excluded from this um, from this podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if there's any, if you share anything with us, uh, I'm just gonna uh, put it out there, put a disclaimer out there that I will call you out on what you said, like S just experienced now. All right, so my introduction to the show. I'd say it happened in a very me fashion. Um, you'll see what I mean. But basically, I was browsing YouTube uh, one fine day. I think I was watching some music videos, or I don't even remember what I was doing. But um, it auto-played one of the scenes that... Um, I forget the username, but there used to be this YouTuber who was a godsend, and I think Star Plus should have given her an award instead of copywriting the channel, but um, I think it was a she. I couldn't be sure. But they basically posted uh, Arnav and Kushi scenes um, cut out from the show, and I don't quite remember which scene it was. I think it's between these two. It was either the scene where he drops her from the first floor uh, of his office or it was the very first scene the dory scene both scenes where you wanted to murder Arnav just just saying yeah um that that is one thing that those scenes had in common um but I remember watching that scene and thinking well Indian TV has not changed I uh want to murder the protagonist I assumed he was the protagonist you know I was just like this asshole I'm sorry for swearing um there's probably going to be a lot of swearing in this as well so (laughs) just another disclaimer but yeah I just basically remember thinking this asshole like I hope he falls on a knife at some point in the show and dies yada 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 um closed out the browser fumed for a little bit forgot about it and then because of YouTube's wonderful recommendation uh, algorithm, a week later, I was doing something else and the Diwali scene pops up. 
it doesn't pop up. It doesn't autoplay. What happens is that it shows up on my list of recommended um, next to watch things. And it's just that screenshot of their faces, um, that iconic moment when they're about to kiss. And I just remember thinking, this is an Indian TV show. That is a very hot scene, uh, I suppose, like for <laughs> lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, curiosity got the better for me and I opened it and I ended up watching the whole scene. Um, I mean, I will talk about it a lot more when we discuss the Diwali episode, but just the level of innuendos in that scene um, truly attracted me to, uh, to the show, I must say. And, you know, there was just something about the chemistry between the two that I couldn't, like, stop thinking about. So I ended up watching all the scenes um, that were on that website. And I discovered the IPK at a truly magical time. I discovered IPK during the Payal Akash wedding. Specifically, the first full episode I watched was the morning um, where Arnav goes to Krishi's house. Um, and she ends up feeding. Oh <laughs> Uh, the plates or whatever to the cow like that's the first episode I watched and as you can imagine I got way little of the good parts of the show um <laughs> yeah that's that's basically my journey to it I'm sure we'll get into it a lot more as we go through the tracks and what we watched what we didn't watch and all of that fun stuff but for now I think we're going to move on to uh maybe discussing the promo a little bit more and then we'll get into the first track so another thing that I did forget to say is that I knew Sanaya because at that time I, I think I had done, I had watched Mille Jabhamtam. I know that was one thing I watched in high school. So when I saw IPK, I'm like, oh, that's Sanaya. And I really like her because I love any television lead actress who has glasses and is introvert and is not that ready for life. And I'm like, I love Sanaya. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the show for her. And I remember that the first thing that actually struck me was the promo, uh, the main promo, where there's this like angsty moment, he's in the rain and we have our iconic dialogue, kaash mein tum se nafrat kar paata, kaash mein tum se kar paati. I think that one like sold me. That's like, okay, I'm going to invest my energy and sit and watch the show. And then the red sari is like, I can't leave the show. But yeah, I think coming to promos, I, they were very intelligently done. And to look at things nine years ago, I think that show kind of set a trend on the kind of promos we would have because it was one of the first few shows that highlighted difference of characters as a way to sell a story. I'm trying to think uh, any other show at that time, but... I think one of the reasons why IPK promo stood out is because there were some deep fundamental differences between Arnav and Kushi. And then there was like a kind of, um, I don't know how to say this, but the dialogues are very harmonious. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, you know, the power of one line. Like Kushi would be, Hum apne kapre khud banate hai, and it would continue with Arnav saying, Mad bhulo kapre hume banate hai. Two lines. And I'm like, I like the writing. And that's kind of there uh, throughout in parallels with all of them. And when the main promo came out, I was just taken aback how good the technicals were, like the lighting, the cinematography, the color, editing, costumes. Nothing too fancy. Therefore, allowing the characters to shine in the spotlight. So I think the promos were really well done. Like after that, unfortunately, it's kind of become formulaic and almost every other show after that has immediately highlighted difference of characters as a way to sell a story. But there's always a beauty in being the first to do that. Yeah, I think, I definitely think it's a show, while I think it didn't fully deliver on all of it, um, I, we will, uh, there's a lot <laughs> to complain about in the later tracks, but I think... A lot to love, a lot to love. Uh, yes, uh, S probably has a different barometer for this than I do but I think as far as the um the what I'd call the golden age of IPK is anything from the beginning to I think right after they get married the first time I think in that they do deliver on the character um differences like they do um both of them are very independent characters and with distinct moral values that a lot of the time butt heads and I think 
the promo highlights that and it does deliver um the show does deliver on that uh for the most part i think the conclusion wasn't to my liking but in that how we got there i think the end part is where they should have ended up but um the journey to it maybe could have been done better having said that i think it's one of those i mean this is the only indian show i watched so i cannot make that comparison that as does but i think it probably was one of the better ones uh, if i had to guess in terms of uh, character consistency sorry i meant that it was genuinely like fantastic promos like i didn't think up until ipk it was trying to show love story as the basis mm. of a show in star plus yeah and i think it's also like i just really um i'm a lover of angst in general like uh, an angsty enemies to lovers love story done well is extremely my shit not that i discovered the show because of the promo but if i had watched the promo i'm sure it would have intrigued me well enough to uh, make me watch but there's something about the promo even now when you look back at that um mohabbat um durjan and the janina they my hindi is shit by the way mohabbat durjan and the nafras nafrat pas anina they like it's just so like that's a dialogue that sticks with you for a long long time so i think the writing was superb and they managed to show what they needed to show in that short amount of time very well all right so now that we've uh, praised the show a lot we're going to do the same probably in the next few minutes as well but we're going to talk about the first track which we are considering the fashion show piece of it so we will talk about we'll start off talking about everything we liked about it and then we'll kind of discuss anything we might not have found to our liking. Yes, what what did you like about that track? I was very intrigued that we did not start off with a great like if the show started with Arnav getting off a chopper I might have like knocked out of it. Cuz <laughs> I have a thing against grand entries irrelevant to plot. Hmm. So I love it that we are immediately dropped like a hot potato into something big and serious. And so let me divide what I liked about the show in terms of story and concept and technicals. So to the story part, I love it that we're immediately in between a serious discussion and I'm like oh my god what's happening there's intrigue there's mystery there's curiosity and you don't have one character monologuing the shit out of what's happening. Like we are in between a story and so i'm like yes we have some room for some sort of like what's happening what's not happening and immediately they're talking about dowry i'm like oh this is serious they're talking about discussing dowry i'm like oh this is serious and i think that was very charmed by the realism mm-hmm. that cuz in a situation where you have doubts regarding the in-laws of your sister or of your cousin or anything you don't have that strength to just go up in between of everyone and scream and be like ye shaadi nahi ho sakti you try to resolve it by yourself as much as possible before things can like go off the roof yeah. so therefore khushi talking to pile and being like okay let us try to solve this on our own and the rest of the family members i like that there was no overload of information like there was not like ye hai hamare babu ji who is this and this and this this is our amma who is this and this and this rather we have the characteristics of the characters speak and introduce khushi being an orphan is really not discussed right until uh, episode 2 and i found that very interesting because it's revealed at a moment where people would actually like talk about it when they have to curse someone about something so If there's anything I liked about the beginning is that there is no overload of information we get to know about it through snippets and we get to know that this is a fated love story not because there is some narration or voice over or some dramatic edits but it's just that the simple boy asking khushi that if you are a princess where's your prince and it cuts off to a helicopter in the sky that has happened so many times over me like i'm staring at that scene has ruined me because every time i look at a helicopter passing over my head i'm like mera pyar and then i'm like oh shit no that's like an emergency someone's dying and that's a medical chopper but every time a helicopter flies over as's house i'm like there's your arnav coming to coming to i don't know like pull your dory i suppose if we go by the show but um at that point i would uh, i would go kill him so there would be no ipk but yeah 
So it happens quite a bit to us. I have yet to see a helicopter. I don't know what that means for my um, love life. I suppose we'll find out. Well, you're getting an NK, right? And he does not arrive. You have to watch out for noisy suitcases. Like, that's <laughs> NK arrives. Like, both the brothers make noise. But yeah, so, I mean, when that happened, I was like, oh, cool. That's a very subtle way of showing that there's going to be some fated thing in this love story. That's not yeah. going to be like, it would be silly, but it's also coincidental that, oh, a helicopter just flies on on the same time. And we get a great intro of Arnav and everything. And basically, and the things that happen in the show in the, for the first episode are things that really happen. Like when Cushy Gate crashes uh, the fashion show, this has happened so many times. If you just search for like Chanel or Gucci or a New York uh, Fashion Week uh, crashes, you would get so many people who crash fashion shows because they want to make a statement or they want to sabotage something. It happens. And I'm like, oh, wow, interesting. They're putting like real life events in this. And now I've, I'll shift to the technical side of it is that I love the background scoring. I, a part of me was a bit nervous because when Cushy went onto the ramp and we've seen her being wobbly with the heels and everything, I'm like, okay, all right. She's going to fall up in his arms. But <laughs> if, if, if Rabba were started over there, I would have like hard exit from the show. Cause I'm like, it, it does not look, it's not a Rabba way moment. But I think um, one of the things that the show achieves from his very first episode is that great cinematography, great editing, great costuming, and great, like, um, soundtrack. Because Kushi's clothes look cheap compared to what Arnav is wearing. Like, her gotas, we can, we can see the little, like, um, what do you call it, filaments or fragments of, of the gold mm-hmm. or the sparkly thing coming out. Her makeup is so simple. I love that. Like, you know, you can see that she's just dusted some eyeshadow over her kajal. Like, there's no, like, nuanced makeup it's like no it's like Didi's Shadi so yeah that's how I look and overall look of the show was great and she fell into his arms and I love it that the camera allows Sanaya and Baron to act because you understand that there is a certain sense of attraction but it's not through any soundtrack the soundtrack is like dramatic as shit because yeah something dramatic happened like someone like just crashed your fashion show so, but we understand that there's some sort of interest that both of the characters um, manage to have towards the other person because this is one shot I'm a complete divani of is when Anav looks at Kushi in his arms. He just quietly like tracks down her face. We, we get a see it with his eyes that he scans her face and he looks up back into her eyes and Kushi realizes what he's been looking and then she like just leaves his collar and I'm like, that is so good. They allow silence to speak. The dialogues are efficient. There is no overload of information. You get to know he's single because the press asks him for that. You get to know that uh, this he has some connection with Lucknow because from the press, you get to know his chacha was one heck of a man who deserved everything bad that came his way. Only by the dialogues that's happening, there is no exposition. So I think right. that's what I liked. What did you like about this? Uh, I'll start off with something that's probably not uh, at the top of people's list, but I just finished my MBA and Arnav fits the mold of someone who, what do you want to call it? Like someone who just like graduated probably a little, little while ago and, you know, managed to build something that he has a cockiness about him that, that uh, is displayed very well in the first shot I think um just when you see his face and he removes his like sunglasses there's there's a quiet confidence in him that uh, is very well portrayed without saying anything and then you you get the scene of him talking to his chacha I really like the moment of realization that happens when he's like oh shit this is like this is karma coming back there there's bits and pieces of um of the first episode that, that I found to be really great I mean I I don't know if I started watching the show from the first episode that I would have stuck to it, but there are pieces to it that might have intrigued me. Specifically, I think Cushy's character being a go-getter. Like you see um, when, when the uh, dowry conversation is happening, it could have been easy enough for them to portray um, Cushy as a younger sister, you know, being worried and stressed out, but you're not really trying to do anything because it's not her place to do it because she trusts her Babuji. I think that that piece of it was 
covered well enough. Uh, we know that, you know, she, she trusts in her Babaji, but they kind of show her as someone who takes on responsibility, who, you know, will fight for her family, will put herself out there to resolve the situation. And I think that's a piece of her that really, really intrigued me. And then the fact that Arnav has some reasoning behind his behavior. Like you get, you get that there's been trauma in the past. They don't really say much. They don't really give you a lot of information. Um, they reveal just enough to show that he's not an asshole without cause. Um, just enough to keep you hanging. I think the conversation with Anjali as well helps in the sense that this is like maybe if the fashion show had happened anywhere else, if it had meant anything less, he might not have reacted the way he did to Kushi gate crashing. I think that's conveyed without having to explicitly say it, which is really well done. And the technical pieces that, uh, as was mentioning as well, I think if they had edited it, like they had edited, I don't know, Fanhaya or IPK3, I would have like gotten a headache in two minutes and stopped watching. I, I cannot do the, <laughs> what are those edits called? Just like, flash you know, edits, flash edits, tom, 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 tom. I don't understand how people don't have seizures when they watch it. Like every day for half an hour or an hour, like I cannot imagine putting my eyes through that. I really appreciate that they hold on their face. I think it would have been a disservice to both Burn and Sanaya because they're so, such great actors who convey a lot through their eyes and their face. If they had done the flash edits, you would have missed out on a lot of those nuances that they managed to portray in their characters. Um, I love the fact that they show you the face and they hold and they let the actors do the work. That's probably one of my favorite parts that they do. I think that's one thing that they continue to uh, keep consistent throughout the show, which I appreciate. And then I really like the fact that you don't start off the show with like a insta love. Like there's instant something. You get that there's an instant something. It might be like an intrigue. It might be the fact that like, Arnav looks at Kushi and feels like maybe lust. I don't know. They were they uh, they weren't they didn't give you enough information for you to know what it is. Just the fact that he like there's a little bit of like oh interesting and that's it. There wasn't like you know um, music playing in the background. There nothing fell on them. Like there were no flowers falling on them or whatever the ridiculous things that they do usually. <laughs> Are, uh, but it's just like a oh interesting and when I watched that episode that's how I felt oh interesting and you know you, you're allowed to build on that I think that's how most people meet other people it's not a oh I saw you and I fell in love now marry me in like two minutes so I appreciate that they kept that bit uh, realistic and I like that they show it from Arna's perspective because you understand that he knows the 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 feeling of I don't know, uh, lost a little bit better maybe because she understands that there's something, but she's maybe more of a novice. And you, you do get that difference between the two, which is very well done. So this is obviously, I could be throwing my bias into this, but I think um, you're right. Arnav, Arnav probably understands what it is and Kushi understands there is something. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, because I always understand that because she's a bit um, taken by what she, when she sees his face. Like, obviously, there's fear and there's everything. But her immediate act, reaction is just like, no, put me down. Like, she's in that moment with him. And yeah. she stares at him. And until unless he does a full, like, he checks her whole face out. Like, that's when she understands. Like, her eyes go rapidly from his eyes to his lips to his eyes. And she's like, leave me. <laughs> and then she's like, ah, leave me. And then Arnav is like, oh, get out. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious when I point it like that. But I think a lot of what he said is, is right. That, like, nowadays we have a lot of characters who's shown to be negative without a cause. And he seems to be like, like, the minute you look at him, you're like, oh my God, he's so arrogant. What the hell is wrong with him? They allow the dialogues to play off how different Arnav and Kushi are. I love the editing. I love the editor. Like, oh my God, my true mentor. So they love the dialogues for everything to switch how different they are. Yeah. Something that reminds me of another point that I wanted to kind of highlight is um, the promos highlighted how different they were. I think that's how like they pull you in. 
But if you watch the show from individual perspectives, like removing the equation of Arnim and Kushi on the same screen together, if you watch the characters separately, you also understand how similar they are. I think I find it really interesting that for all that they highlighted in the promo, the first episode, they show that the characters are similar in fundamental ways. Like they care about their family. They are both doers. Like they will get shit done. And they, um, they're very protective. Um, they're also like, I think, I think the fact that they bring up like, you know, sister's broken marriage. And that's a thing that, eventually ties them together in a weird way like they have shared similar paths like all of this you don't know in the first episode but you can see that they there are certain similarities between them it's not all differences yeah there are a lot of things that i liked in the first show because arnav goes arnav intimidates her there is i loved again i want to i want like an internship under these people because the background score it means so much if they put any sort of rub away when Arnav like tears her dory or anything like that yeah like the whole moment is filled with tension like Arnav has a certain Arnav and Kushi they have a certain interest towards each other but that's quickly tempered by the fact that there's there's a huge amount of animosity towards mm-hmm. each other that's held on throughout the fashion show and everything he does cross a line and it was necessary that he crosses a line. Like he, him crossing a line was him crossing a line for his character. It was not like Arnav mm-hmm. is like that. Yeah. And they balanced a very, they tread a very thin line. Like Arnav was not interested in looking at Kushi's newly exposed back by, by tearing off her dori or he did not continue the dialogue with like, Main ye bhi kar sakta. like it's not like, I don't know how to exactly term this, but Arnav was not proud of the fact that he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants to frighten her. Definitely he does. And then he pulls her dori. And I'm like, Arnav, thappar khaya tu. And, but then he does not go forward with it. Now, I'm not saying that anyone who does not go forward with their threat is a better man. But I'm just like, it is important that he did not go forward with it. Yeah, I think... Maybe, let me put it this way. Maybe this will uh, help <laughs> make your point for you. It's that they balance like how much an anti-hero could do and still be that hero um, well in this show. I think every, every show following this show kind of takes and runs with the fact that, oh, this is like a dark character who does questionable stuff um, and leaves behind the part where he feels like... He's tortured by that memory for a long, long time. Like he remembers that memory as not a good thing for for a while after. I think you and I and most people fell in love with the side of Arnav that um, maybe fell in love is a strong word for me. I know it's not for you, but maybe maybe the side of him that we uh, appreciated being shown is that this is a character that had suffered trauma and the healing of it lies in the fact that he isn't as tortured like he doesn't project his own issues as much anymore like that's the growth part of it but I feel like a lot of shows post this pick up on the darkness of the character not necessarily that he overcame that part and that's what we love like the growth of it not not how he was but yeah I, I think I think that's a fair enough point um I know like there's been uh some this is not my theory. I, it's just something I read um, on a couple of tumblers. There's a really good explanation of like his reaction, I think, to Kushi saying, uh, what if your sister's wedding had been broken? What if she had been left at the mandap? I think he's, he's on a certain level of anger up until that point, And her saying that triggers something in him that makes him cross that line. However, like you said, I don't think he's proud of the fact that he did that. He, he does, like there's scenes where he's like, and later on in the office track, which we'll get to, uh, there are scenes where he's proud of his um, cunningness, I suppose you could call it. But it's like, the, he knows when he crosses the line and he knows that he did. Um, I think that reflection is what makes his character redeemable. Otherwise, it would have been a lost cause. Before we get into the what didn't we like about this, I'd like to very much clarify that 
both of us are highly aware of the fact that the poor writers that we really admire are under so much pressure to deliver a daily episode that they have done best. They have done better than what 90% of people do. Like the only reason we discussed the show nine years later is because they have done a phenomenal job. Like it's crazy. The television industry is crazy. I really wish they go to like finite episodes or they go season wise Mm. because I felt if IPK was given time, it could have only got become like legendary. Like it's anyways legendary because just for one year runtime, it's, it has a great shelf life till date. But if they were given more time, then I think the writers whose baby this is and the conceptualizers and whoever, like it would have just gotten better. So now let's talk about what we didn't like about the show now that the disclaimer is is gone. So let me quickly begin with this because I don't have much about it. Because it begins on such a realistic note, uh, there are a few things that I did not understand why it would happen. Is that there's no way Kushi would have been able to gatecrash the show until and unless that gatecrashing was being planned. Mm-hmm. As I said, so one of my family members is in the fashion industry. And if there is no way a designer in in worry or whoever that person was behind the show, uh, the guy who was like, oh my God, where is your last model? First of all, they have been, if it's a supermodel, they have been preparing for like weeks in advance to nail it. People prepare like seasons to make sure the fashion week runs well. So there's no way they would put, there's no way someone from the back end would put uh, a random person on the show thinking, okay, Kushi is, looks like a supermodel. So uh, that's there. So there is no way someone from the back end could throw Kushi on the ramp until and unless someone from the back end was planning on it. Just like, I'm just like, how does she exactly end up on the ramp? Like, there's no way that dude can put her on the ramp until and unless he, he was involved in a sabotage. Like, my head canon is that a sabotage was being planned, but before the person who's supposed to crash it, Kushi arrives. And that person thinks that Kushi is the person who's going to, like, you know, crash it. Otherwise, there's no way anyone from the background is going to crash it. Second, I'm like, did Aman take a holiday? Like, this is the one time I feel Aman took a holiday because it would have taken five minutes for enough to verify who Kushi is. All he had to do is just send a person to Gupta house and he'd be like, oh, there is a person, Kushi Gupta, whose father is Shashi Gupta. There's a marriage going on. Like, I'm just like, five minutes lagta, yaar. So that's the thing. And the third thing is I don't understand why Anjali and Arnav wonderful conversation I like what Anjali is wearing I because she looks rich like mm-hmm. she looks wealthy but I do not understand why they have that whole discussion on stage <laughs> no like the media will have their like super powerful microphones on to be like what the hell are they talking about and there'll be so many zoom-ins to make sure like the grasp of what Arnav is talking to Anjali about. Because I don't think the media is that sweet and nice to just stand on the side and allow allow a very evasive man, uh, a man who does not speak to the media, have a heart-to-heart with his sister. I'm like, no one would be sitting there. They're, they're talking about such big things. So if there's anything I'd like to edit in this, I would rather have Arnav and Anjali have that conversation on backstage. Mm-hmm. But Arnav is ready to go. And when Anjali asks him a difficult question, he just chooses to ignore her and get on stage. And therefore, Anjali has no other option but being like, Chote, you just avoided what we are talking about. And with Anjali being on stage, I mean, Anav introduces everyone. That's Anjali Jha. And Anjali has no other option apart from just like giving a smile and looking at her brother and being like, I love that look that Anjali and Anav share. Because I think that just tells us a lot about that his sister is someone who's like a motherly figure, who's yeah. someone who sees right through his success and everything. So these are just like the few things I had like big questions on because I'm not too upset that Kushi's crying because Kushi's legit crying for situations people cry on. Like if you're being harassed, followed with your sister's wedding, getting broken up, I'm like, ha, huh, anyone would be crying at that point. So I think all of this is really nice. I think... Uh, what I didn't like about things, we'll get into more detail the more 
the more we go into the show but up till i think those are just few points that i'm like ha it's not making sense yeah i think uh i think the the longer we are able to keep up this podcast the ratio of the good to bad will probably shift dramatically having said that i want to echo what as said i think the reason we are talking about it the reason we are cribbing about these things is because of the potential that we think the show had um has <laughs> if anyone ever wants to come back and redo the second part of the show please uh i would pay you um not much but i pay you having said that i think uh the bit that i didn't like let's see i mean you all know my feelings on arnav at this point i think i made that pretty clear <laughs> part of it is that like i understand later on like we will see that there is uh, a lot of reasons that arnav would consider kushi a stalker i think i think there's plenty of evidence for him to think because i don't believe in coincidences either so i can see it from his perspective it keeps happening over and over again but i just find it really strange that the first time they meet he is so quick to judge her and not believe what she's saying without following up on it like i think it would have been easy enough for him to make a call or you know send one of one of his employees um to like get her address send her send them there and double check what she's saying or i think he had the means to figure out that she's not at fault which he didn't do i think this is a this is a character flaw that stays with him for for the duration of the show arnav babu is not very good at following up i, I think that's why he needs aman i hope aman gets paid good money to do that job um but i agree with as's theory that aman was on vacation when this uh shit hit the fan because i don't think he would have allowed it to happen if he was around i think uh that's my biggest gripe with that actually like the rest of it i am not as knowledgeable about um the fashion industry as um as my be so i uh, i don't know i just figure like they looked at Sanaya slash Kushi, and they were like, "Who else could possibly be a showstopper? This girl must be it." Which is why when she gets pushed onto the stage, and someone is like, "This girl doesn't look like a model," I was personally offended. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Arnav's behavior, like, great. This is my biggest like dilemma, or my biggest struggle with myself about loving this show is that there's certain actions that Arnav takes, and there's certain characteristics that he has in the beginning parts of the show. where i'm like i love you despite this not because of it and that first scene is definitely a major part of it and i i don't feel like we had a, a um satisfactory enough revisit to that scene like arnav is tortured by it for a while and i think kushi remembers it as well but i i just needed like a circle uh back to that scene where they discover that that's what kickstarted everything that happens in their life which they don't quite do yes the only time uh, to be the devil's advocate of course why of course. Are i there on this that's the only reason i am on this podcast but i think when payal tells arnav about the fact that do you know why my first marriage was broken and all that happened we realized few things one is that arnav never followed up just like mm-hmm. you said Bitwa has a very bad habit of following up. How is he running an empire if he's not doing cross checks? He's not ominous. <laughs> yeah, so Bitwa did not follow up and second thing is that we genuinely see Arnav regretting because he allows like he tells Akash to go home and he follow him and then he's outside in his car and he has this contemplative moment where he's like why did I not believe everything that Kushi told me that night? and he bangs his fist against his car and then he goes to apologize like that's what prompts him to go and apologize to pile after everything is done and he's like i'm sorry and it was not kushi's fault what happened that night i think one of the reason why this thing kind of bugs me is that i love it because it's a solid ground for their animosity like you can only be upset on a person for that long period of time when you've done something shitty like anything less than this and it would have felt that they are being upset because enemies to lovers track versus them having actual grounds for being upset. So it really works here. I think the reason why it bugs me off is a lot of perception that Arnav has towards Kushi that she can do anything for money. Uh because it's not a perception that extends to any of her family members. It's only Kushi. 
so that she's money hungry she can do anything for money she would do anything to settle with a rich guy and things like that these are perceptions that last for a really long time so much so like even in the diwali argument near the end of the show and tells her that oh you don't have the talent nor brains to anything so, like all of that originated somewhere right and to think about it at that point it made no sense cuz kushi is the breadwinner of the family post her father's shop closes shut so it's just like as he said the payoff of this we don't get it as much as we'd like it i i never want i'm not groveling for apologies but probably the payoff is yeah i don't i i didn't need i wouldn't even have minded if it was a quiet realization it didn't need to be a conversation it didn't need to be a big moment between the two i just needed maybe diwali would have been like a very good entry into this where he realizes that you know he held on to this belief of cushy or maybe that maybe he didn't feel it maybe it wasn't a belief maybe it was just something he was saying i just needed him to like reflect on why that was the case and why it was only applicable to her and not her family and why after you know many months of knowing her and having his theories being proven wrong repeatedly he still holds on to this belief that you know she would she would do anything for money because i think at some point he doesn't believe it it's just an instinctual uh defense mechanism you know to push her away and i think in that like we kind of have to read in between the lines for that but i more meant the circle back to this moment i more meant it in the way that this this starts off the domino effect that sets everything in motion is more my meaning like mm-hmm. you know the fashion show happens i will get into it um, more in the next couple of episodes but the fact that like arnav creates the villain that sham becomes and not kushi because i think a lot of like maybe not creates but there there's a lot that arnav plays a part in as well i think that that's the bit that i that i meant didn't get revisited but we never get to know what was sham's plan actually <laughs> never get to know if that man has been like stalking kushi ever since she's born or or if that footage created some difference or like i think we need a whole other podcast for the enigma and mystery that sham was and remains because we uh, never get to know okay when did snake was start like hounding kushi because if it was pre fashion show then anav is not to blame but if it is because of the footage that was released then anav is to blame but then again you it's not healthy to blame one man for another man's deviance so i'm just like confused because also sham later says that he has been stalking her from lucknow therefore the goons were like his men because he has a very dramatic entrance and that's only possible if sham orchestrated sham is like he deserves a whole other thing but yeah, i mean all in all great beginning for a show and i've yet to see a show i mean maybe i'm putting my bias over here but it's probably one of the best beginnings for a show as dramatic. i can i can say that i have yet to see a show that makes the impact that ipk did because it's the only indian show i've ever watched other than asur i think like in the past couple of weeks but that's a web series so i'm i'm considering ipk to still hold the mantle of the only indian tv show that i've ever watched no shams like completely get what you're saying i think let me pl- let me play the devil's advocate here for a second in the sense that i think in the least arnav creates an opening for sham to make an entry let me put it that way like i think the release of the footage allows for sham to play the hero gives him a gives him an opportunity to make an entry how why when he discovered kushi is a mystery and it will forever remain a mystery which is one of the few things i like about sham actually um but yeah we'll we'll get into his character when when he, he becomes more of a character so overall view let's like wrap up what all we thought about the fashion show for me great opening bomb like it's the bomb it's the way to begin a show there is so little exposition only dialogues only plot points only a story there is so much to unpack there is so much to unpack here invested in the show cuz you have 5 million questions cuz you're like why did anav come to lucknow what happened in shish mahal why does kushi have attention with her family what's with bhuaji not liking kushi cuz that's 
kind of put in the beginning that very cleverly shown that there's some sort of distance Kushi shares with her family. Yeah. What's happening? How will what will be the impact in Pyle's life? How will Kushi survive this? There's like five million things thrown at you. There's not just like one thing. So, you know, there is so much more. I always loved it that Arnav's grand entry had to do with the fact that he's a grand person. Like he is a big person. Kushi's entry is kind of simple in that way. Because uh, I think even the makers of the show said that Sanaya did not have a great entry like ASR with like high angle, low angle and like dramatic, like electric background score and everything. She just had to turn up on the screen. And she like grabbed people's attention through that. Like her impact is as powerful as ASR's. And I loved it that the most dramatic point of the show, which is of the, of this episode, which is ASR's entry, has to do because he is the Arnav Singh Raizada and not because he is the male lead of the show. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I like this. You put drama, put in connection with the plot. So I think that's a perfect, uh, the, it's a perfect opening for a television show. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's a perfect opening for a television show because I have nothing to compare it with, but it's a perfect opening for me. Uh, it Like, if I had watched this episode, maybe I might not have tuned back in because of Arnav's character. <laughs> Having said that, I think, I think it provides enough intrigue that it might have caught my attention anyway because I cannot let a question rest. Um, that is my fatal flaw. So I think... Like I said, there's there's enough in in this episode left open that you would want to tune back in for the next few episodes at least. And I think they they managed to carry that intrigue through um, for for a considerable amount of time. So I think they they did really well in that aspect. And yeah, as you could probably tell by the fact that we spoke about what we liked for so long and what we didn't like for. A fraction of that amount of time um there this is definitely an episode that's well loved and yeah we <laughs> i wish i could say the same about every track but i, I don't want to end this end this episode on a bad note but uh no definitely love it i think regardless of the fact uh, of what the characters did i think sanaya and burns act, acting would have captured my in, uh, interest enough uh, in the couple of frames that they were together Mm -hmm. Uh, even when they weren't speaking so yeah that's been our first episode uh we are hopefully going to have a second episode um schedules uh you know need to align but uh we're hoping to maybe have an episode each week if not sooner and in the next episode we're going to be covering the fallout from the fashion show the family's reactions and um you know uh, every uh, pile's wedding being broken and all of that so yeah tune in hopefully next week for the second episode this is reds and this is s and we're going to log off for now bye bye